this particular habit actually made me millions. And it's going to be something where it will remove a lot of confusion in something that's very important to many, which is a savings plan. Now, when it comes to savings plan, I want to take you back to a journey where I first started my investing journey with my wife. And when we were starting to invest, we we're actually needing to naturally put savings away and get ready for that investing journey to take place. When it comes to savings, there were all sorts of confusing things out there. How much do you put across, spending trackers, calculators, tools, and everything. Then there was all this conflicting insights like, hey, don't have credit card debt, don't have certain money that you have to put aside and unless you can actually put aside for emergency buffers as well and everything just made it all too hard and I had to constantly figure out certain amounts, certain accounts and everything. We then threw this all to the side and started looking for simplicity. Now, when we created simplicity, the first thing was creating a percentage rule where we said if we can save this percentage of this income, we'd be having a good start. Now, that first number started at 25% net of your savings. So if you're taking home 100K net, which might be, you know, 130 to 160 gross, depending on you know, how your income structured, business, personal, but let's just say your 100K net for simple numbers. If you're on 100K net, that means saving 25K per year. Now that's a little bit over sort of 2K per month, but the key here is that this was a number that we understood and knew that would work for us being 25% of net income. Now, the second part was to make sure that it became very hard for you to access that money because savings should be saved, not spent, then moved aside, then moved back aside. And we created a bank account, which was a two to sign bank account. And I understand this might be tougher for those on the journey alone, but you might be able to do what's called a hiding your bank account from your online banking and being able to just make sure that it's not visible so you can't therefore touch it. But the idea here was that if we had this friction put into place where we needed to actually dig into two people logging online, checking out their banking, and then both of us putting their passwords in, essentially committing sin together to start to remove the money from the savings account. We knew that making it tougher would then make it easy to save. By doing this, we then had clarity that every single fortnight, or in your case, it could be week or month, you're having a certain number aside that's going towards your long-term investing plan. Whereas, do you know what the opposite looks like? The opposite looks like many people going and spending on something they felt that they needed to spend. Then they clear that credit card debt or clear the money aside for it. Then they go back to saving a little bit. Then they go back to spending again. And it's a cycle that keeps getting worse and worse. Whereas for us, what did we learn? We knew that we could put X aside, reach a certain target number that we had in mind. And due to how many fortnights there were between now and that target dollar, we knew exactly when we were going to hit it. Imagine that for a second. Imagine that you can look in a certain number and know when you're going to hit that target number versus try to hit it and hope you get there. Some days you're good at saving, some days you're not. Essentially, the key for this was it made us millions because we had clarity on when we were going to save a certain number, when we'd reach our investing number, and then when we'd deploy that number from savings to go and invest. And guess what? It became a rinse and repeat. Without this strategy, this would not have made us millions in terms of wealth and equity and building a portfolio because we would not have had clarity and had a system in place to put money aside consistently. Now, if you go down the path that many traditionally go down, which is all these thousands of rules, thousands of things to do, compare it to actually your health. I'll give you an example. I'd been given thousands of things to do from a how to lose weight. I'd been given every single workout. I'd been given every single diet, 
meal plan, exercises to do, uh, things to track, things to structure, and I got it all wrong. Then I essentially started with the habit of eat less, move a little more, train, and just track what you do. Four simple rules. They did not need to be solved with everything overnight. I just needed to change these four things in the most simplistic form. And it's like taking these habits from a health perspective into your personal financial health perspective. And that's what really helped us scale. Now, I've started to learn after 500 plus portfolio planning sessions with clients, what a few benchmarks are that really start to get people ahead. And this is literally what I've spoken to clients about. If you're saving 25% net or more, you're a good saver. If you're saving 40% net of your income, you're an elite saver. And guess what? If you're saving more than 40% net, probably don't want to hear this. You're a bit of a tight ass. Now, being a tight ass has its pros and cons. The pro is that you're going to get to your savings goal rapidly. But the cons are you're not going to have what life throws at you, the fun parts and, and managing it all pretty consistently. It might have systems that break, to be honest, because if you're over 40% net, you're probably not following that friction-based rule, which is keeping that money aside and not touching it, because those who are over 40% net might have an expense that comes up that means they need to touch it. So when you're looking at savings rules, obviously consider this with financial planners, advisors, and take your own look at your financial circumstances. But in my particular thought, this is what made me millions and allowed me to get from investment to buffer to investment again to buffer and then even taking paused moments to have some fun because I knew that I did not need to save for those times because I deployed it into an investment. The investment was doing the work for me. So I could take those few months of savings, divert it over to a trip and not actually pull from that account. I just stopped giving that account money and I stopped that direct debit and changed it to a new purpose, which was travel or trip, clearing a credit card that had built up during those expense periods. And then I knew that I could get rid of it I knew I could go back to that goal of investing again and reach my target number divided by the fortnights a month, divided by the percentage that I had, and all of a sudden it all starts to come together. So in your journey, what percentage do you want to start with? 25% net, 40% net, or do you want to go into tight ass mode? I'll leave that up to you. But whatever mode you're doing, having a target percentage is the first step. Second is creating friction, so it needs to be difficult to access this money. And third is setting an end goal or dollar figure that you need to hit before you move into things of other purpose. Once you have these three things aside, whatever your leftover money is, hey, go do what you want. Spend with it. Enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, you know that a certain percentage of money is moving aside to bigger goals that will create more wealth and in turn make millions. And this is a key thing that I feel that if you get the right personal review done on and the right thought process comes together to create these barriers, you won't need the thousand of tools of things that exist out there to make this all perfect. At the end of the day, it's not about being perfect. It's about having a system where you can be imperfect within that system. And that was what me and my wife did together, which allowed us to be imperfect in our spending habits, but we were perfect in our saving habits because the savings rule was not visible. It was put to the side. It was clear percentages. And heck, you can even have fun with it along the way. Now, to have fun with it sounds corny. Who wants to have fun savings? But the truth is we had goals and little games as well. The craziest one we ever did was the 40-50-40-50 rule. Sounds crazy, but here it is. 40% net of income, 50% net. 40% gross income saved, 50% gross. Yeah, that was very much the tight-ass life we were living for certain periods. But then I started to realize that the percentages didn't need to be distrained and then it became an income game. 
as our income increased, we could go back to those lower percentages, but those lower percentages just ended up being bigger bandwidths, bigger numbers, because the income changed. So yes, whilst this podcast is all things property, and I'm sure you'd love to hear more and more real estate things, the important factor is before your money goes into real estate, the money needs to be sitting there to begin with. And how does it sit there? It sits there with habits, income, and time. If you can get these three things put together, you will be able to start your journey or expand it further, or even at least just build some comfort with greater buffers, because how good is buffers when you move into the resilience of investing and actually scaling a portfolio? So I encourage you to actually take a step back, look at your own savings plan, get the right advice you need from specific financial advisors if that's what you feel is going to fit in your journey. But create rules, create friction and being able to go and touch that money and create targets. Rules, friction, targets, they all come together to get you on that right pathway and that will unlock investing success because before you invest, it starts with savings. Remember, budgeting isn't about limiting yourself. But making the things that excite you possible. And that's where you want systems to keep the savings aside, but you want no systems to enjoy the things you want to enjoy. And that's where it helped us go on those trips, travels, places to eat, whatever it is that you enjoy. The main thing is you shouldn't have to stop enjoying it on your journey. But if you have certain systems in place to put them to the side, the rest is yours. That's a much easier way to live than think that you have to have 50 bucks aside for gas this week. 100 bucks aside for that meal. That to me isn't a life I want to live in. Understand that that's a life that sometimes you have to start with, but it can change through the right systems, the right focus on income growth, and of course, channeling it all into investing, which will create wealth that you could only dream of. Now, if you're in your savings journey and you're still working towards that first investment and you're wanting to learn more about investing on this journey as you save and trying to build that portfolio that you want to, you can actually jump on some of our blog posts at investorkit.com.au slash research and learn more about the myths and mistakes and things to avoid, or even tune into other episodes on this podcast. It's Arjun Paliwal here, Head of Research at Investigate Buyers Agency, and see you on the next episode.